It's the final countdown. A Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, how you doing? Welcome in. Thank you for downloading this episode. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. So easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one-stop shop for all of us out there. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. Go check out the YouTube channel. Go order some parts. We do five tips a lot over there, and if you guys are wondering what five tips is, get your mind out of the gutter. It's five tips on how to do something to your bike, uh, technique, just all different kinds of tips that I give over there at their YouTube channel, and it's a fun thing to do, so go check them out, go view them, download them, learn something, laugh a little bit, that's what we do here. Of course... Fly racing, best gear out there, bro, as Steve Mathis would say. And honestly, it is really damn good, straight up. Light hydrogen is the bomb. I cannot wait until next week until you guys see the LE Monster Cup Edition gear. Oh, it's so sick. Can't wait. Ah, can't wait to wear it. But go check them out, flyracing.com. And, of course, next week, go check out the LE stuff at the Monster Cup. Stuff is rad. You guys are looking for BMX, casual, snow, helmets, whatever it is. Fly Racing has you covered. So just go check them out. And hopefully I can see you at the track. Wear them. Tag me in your guys' posts. At kkeeper120. Love to see you wearing your fly gear. Racetech, racetech.com. Hallelujah. The CRF 250R is done for the second time. We had a little snafu. We will talk about that next week in another episode. But the Racetech Engine Service Department is wide open. They are good dudes. Andrew is a smart dude, for that matter. And they built me a a really fun Honda CRF 250R to ride. So we'll talk about that more in another episode. But rest assured, Racetech has you covered. Racetech.com. Go check them out if you want suspension done, some engine services, a.k.a. get your head done. Have some reliability. Keep that reliability. Racetech.com has all of that. Go look. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you a discount code and save yourself some money. Live your life happy with plush suspension and a faster engine. Racetech.com. Holy crap, that was a good read right there, wasn't it? I'm excited. You want to know why? It's the final countdown. Top three brackets, 450MX shootout. We did something a little bit different this year. This is the final three. Kawasaki, KTM, and Yamaha. 
all battled it out today. We had five riders. You guys are going to listen to the interviews here. Five guys this time. I didn't. I wanted to use more dudes, for one. And I wanted to make sure we had a well-rounded type of guy in this sh- last bracket. So we had Kelly Gelhouse, 220 pounds. Woo! Colt Neck, Joe Aloff, Kenny Day, and... Jerry, 85CR250, Robin. That's right. We actually shared him with Michael Lindsay. I called him and wanted to do this. He was on his way out here. And I go, hey, J-Rob, you want to go do some 450MX bracket testing? And he's like, hell yes. And then, uh, yeah, so he rode today. He's a great kid. You really like his interviews. Very fun. Very bright. He's not your typical snot-nosed privateer kid that's entitled He's from Minnesota. He's a good kid. That's why I used him. As you guys know, I'm all about a good human being first, rider second, test rider third. I just, I like good people. So uh, if you're a good person and you have some feeling on a dirt bike, chances are very high that I would love to use you. That's just how I roll over here. So um, very fun day today. Long day at Glen Helen. Again, Glen Helen is the best test facility we have here in Southern California. Lots of hills, lots of chop, lots of braking bumps, lots of long straightaways. So it really tests an engine, and it really tests suspension and chassis. Puts a lot of load on that stuff. Lots of medium on-throttle corners, lots of tight 180s. Just It's a good mix of everything. If you guys haven't listened to these other episodes, I will tell you again. Most of the manufacturers test at Glen Helen. They base their production settings around Glen Helen is one of the tracks. So... It's fitting for us to do this 450 shootout here. It was fun. I was planning on going to different tracks, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, look, all these other media outlets are going to Milestone, doing their thing, going to barely going to Paula. And uh, honestly, a lot of tracks are dying out here in California. So I'm going to stick with Glen Helen because I know it's a test-worthy type of track, and I'll get you guys some good information. And, of course, it did its job, and we left there today this little after 4.30. And you guys know what GH at 4.30 means. Urgh, mean, edgy. Your wife on Shark Week, same, same. So you guys know. Good day here. So I'm going to break you down the winners. Unlike other podcasts or other episodes of the Bracket series, I'm going to break it all down for you right here. But listen to the interviews you guys want to dive deep. Dude. There is so much to talk about with these guys. We even, of course, you guys know me. I go off on a tangent on other stuff. We talk about each bike. We talk about its character. We talk about chassis, suspension. And then, of course, we talk a little bit about life and things, just dirt bike general you know, topics. So there are a lot of meaty stuff in these uh, interviews, so make sure you take your time, listen through them. They're fun to do. Um, we had some laughs, and we... Uh, we had some good uh, downloadable information for you guys to ingest. So third place on the podium, KTM. It went 2-2-3-3-3 two, two, three, three, three today. Total of 13 points. Second place, Kawasaki KX450. 3-3-2-2-1. 11 points. And the winner, Blue Crew. Steve Mathis is happy. 1-1-1-1-2. One, 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 total of 6 points. It was... Like I mentioned earlier on, if you listen to the Racer X podcast with Rich Taylor, me, and Steve, Yamaha built a great motorcycle, an even better motorcycle for 2020. The chassis is um, revised. It's better. 
the engine has more meat, it's usable, it's not so gnarly. And you listen to all these interviews, and that's what each guy says. It's like, dude, the bike corners now. It has such an easy-to-ride motor. It's hard for me to rate it any other, um, any other place besides first. Joe had uh, another thought. He, wrote, he rode the Cowie more. Obviously, he has some time on that. So he thought the Cowie was a little bit better for him. But that's understandable because, dude, the KX450 has an insane amount of bump absorption. It's great. That's a great bike. Kudos to Kawasaki and all the R&D guys over there. You guys built a great motorcycle, a balanced motorcycle. Nothing's changed for 2020, but honestly, 2019 was all new, and you guys did a wonderful job. I would have put a heavier fork spring in 2020. You didn't do that. That probably would have helped my decision a little bit more, but it's a little bit divey, and you'll listen to some of these comments here in this podcast that that was some of the consensus out there was a little bit low on the front end on diesel. So Yamaha is more balanced. KTM is easy to ride, but the air fork holds it back. KTM, if you guys are listening out there, do yourself a favor. Go back to spring fork. You guys went linkless for a long time, and then you went to a linkage, and it it works great. Try a spring fork. I know you guys are kicking ass in the air fork world. Trust me, us dirt bike guys, we don't want an air fork. We want spring fork. Let's just bring it back. Brigade, if you put a spring fork on your bike, pfft, uh, I, honestly, it'd probably win. It is a great bike, easy to ride, easy to manage, engine character. It just has that front end um, dancey, loose feeling because of that air fork. Um, so yeah, all of it, it was a tight race. You listen to these guys, they'll tell you the same thing. Next week, we'll do a four, five, six bracket. <laughs> Some of these guys out there, uh, KTM and Husqvarna, they're like, I don't understand the bracket, but they're not sports fans, but I think it's funny. So I instead of just saying, here's the top three, I want to do a four, five, six. So the fourth, fifth, and sixth place guys, brackets, a.k.a. bikes, are going to battle it out next week, and we'll rank those suckers as well. Just something different, guys. Trying something new. It's fun. I love it. I love dirt bikes. I met a couple people out there today at Glen Helen. Dude, are amped on the brackets. They love the brackets. So I like it as well because it takes out some bias. Uh, the riders aren't as tired. You're riding six bikes. Some of these guys are just weeded at noon, and they don't give the third, fourth, fifth, you know, place, not place, but like they're on the third bike of the day, and it's noon. They're wiped out. Not everyone is freaking shredded like Travis Preston or in shape. Most of these guys that I use are just normal dudes. They didn't want to ride a dirt bike, but they're not going to be ready to ride all freaking day. So I feel like this is a better way, keeps riders fresher, it focuses them in on two to three bikes only, and it really helps the testing process uh, get better. That's, that's my feeling. Um, maybe it doesn't translate to you guys out there that way, but for me, as a testing guy, it's kind of cool to have these people go head-to-head. You know, it, it was cool to see the Yamaha and Suzuki go to head-to-head. Some of you guys were talking trash on that. But that's how brackets work. You got to have one versus six. And who knows? The Suzuki actually got a lot of praise on that day. So we'll see how that Suzuki ranks in the four, five, six bracket. It's fun. It's different. I like it. I'm excited. Um, so, yeah. So listen to these. There's five riders, five different interviews. I didn't get them all in one shot. I figured it was, let's take your time, 10 to 15 minutes each. And we talk. We bullshit about the bikes, why they like one bike better than the other, what fits them, what they don't like, all different kinds of things in this podcast. Hey, 
You guys have any questions? I'm an open book. You guys see me at the track. I'm an open book. Come talk to me. It's why we're built. Kiefer Inc. was built to help you guys out there. I'm a middle-class dude that loves to ride dirt bikes that was fortunate enough to be a test guy and just really engulfed myself in the testing world. And I want to share that with you guys, plain and simple. Um, no gimmicks, no bullshit. I just want to share my knowledge with you, hopefully spend your money in the right direction. That way you guys are happy out there. That's all I want to do. And um, all I ask for you guys is support my advertisers. They're good people. They're good products. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. Hopefully I have a discount code for you. Save yourself some money. And that's what we're built. That's, it's just a small, small deal over here, guys. Just me riding dirt bikes and sharing information. So I want to keep it up keep it up for you guys out there, but also I want to keep it real. I don't want to grow too much where it's all this bullshit coming out of my mouth. So again, if you guys see me at the track, come by and say hi. Let's talk. If you guys don't like something, that's fine. Come talk to me about it. If you guys do like something, talk to me about it. I like to hear both sides. I don't want uh, people just sucking me off all the time and say everything's great. I want to hear things that you guys want to hear. You guys have great ideas out there. Some of you guys email me those ideas, and I love it. Um, if I'm doing a shitty job, I want to hear about it as well. So I just want to know everything. I want to try to improve and uh, make these things better for you guys out there. So thank you guys for joining me on this inaugural 2020 450MX shootout bracket series. It was fun to do. Haven't decided what we're going to do for 250s yet. I may not even do a 250 shootout. Maybe just really dive in to try to get you guys some settings and maybe do some some match racing, what I like to call. Maybe we'll battle um, two bikes out, shoot them out, Honda versus Cowie, or just something different. I don't know about shootouts, you know. Um, by the time we get around to it, you probably have two to three other media outlets out there that already did it. And uh, straight up, you probably get the same type of information. So we will try to break down each bike, get them set up for you guys. You guys can go to KieferIncTesting.com for all of that. I give you a startup and a baseline setting, engine, suspension, chassis, all that stuff is over there on that site. Don't email me and ask me for settings. It's up on my site. And if that bike is not up, I will make sure it gets up there ASAP. Um, I get a lot of emails, and you guys are lazy. Uh, I got enough crap to do. So just go on my site. Kick it. Have a cup of coffee. Have a Coke. Have a beer. Whatever the hell you want to do, hang out. Go to keyfringtesting.com. Have a good time. I'm going to do some updates on my website. I'm going to change some videos. There's some other gear that I'm wearing out there that I must be wearing fly gear. I need to do that. I haven't got around to that, but I have to do it because I want to be repping my guys over there at flyracing.com. So thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for supporting my advertisers. I appreciate it. It's been a fun adventure, and we will be back next week for 4, 5, and 6. Stay tuned for the interviews. Thank you guys. All right, final bracket round here with Kenny Day. He was here for, yeah, you're here for the first round, right? Yes, I was. So you were here for Honda, Kawasaki, and then Suzuki, Yamaha. Correct. And now we're back today with Yamaha, Kawasaki, and KTM, the final three. So all bikes are going to be on the podium, obviously, but we're out here at Glen Helen again today. A little bit different than last time we were here, I think, the track. The track's, uh, it is a bit different. It's yeah. not as rough as it was for our first initial test with those. Right. But the track was still, uh, it was still tricky today. You still had to kind of pick it apart. Um try some new lines and i found a lot of things today that i liked about some of the bikes how much time do you have on these bikes prior to today like before i mean obviously before the shootout started yep so obviously i've had some time on a yamaha i raced one at loretta's last year i own a yamaha 250f so i get to ride that pretty often uh same you know pretty similar 
but the uh, the Cowie, it's been years since I've ridden it, and then the KTM, I've never. Really? No, never, never spun. I, I take it back. I, I spun two laps on a on a KTM 350 last year, um, just to kind of see what the power felt like. But did you like a 350 power? Um, because I know that's a big topic for me at least. Is like a lot of guys hit me up and say 350 is perfect bike, and I like it. But I, I'm yeah. curious about your opinion. Yeah, I didn't get enough time on it to say like, hey, I love this thing. Right. It just felt like. I felt like a really fast 250F. Yeah. But yes, it was still kind of light and nimble, and it had that 250F feeling. But yeah, at the time, uh, suspension that was on it, like I did, like I said, I did two laps, but it was it was terrible at the time. So okay. Yeah. All right, so let's we'll work our way from the bottom up. Third place, who'd you pick? Third place, KTM. Okay, and the character of a KTM back, I don't know, I want to say this year, last year, but three, four, five years ago very hard to get on it go fast right away correct is it easy to get used to for you it was it was a lot it was easy to for, to, to just jump on and go yeah i didn't have any issues with that today um i'd say overall like I, there's not one thing that i absolutely hate about the bike okay. i do love it i do enjoy it i enjoy the power uh being able to kind of like switch through maps and have traction control was was a great thing today um but i think for me uh overall and we'll jump into some other things about other bikes that right. I liked, which made me put the KTM third. But jumping on it, yeah, it does feel good right away. Um, the the frame does feel like it has like a lot of flex, and, and and it's stable in a lot of spots on the track. So I enjoy those aspects of it. Does the bike feel lighter than the other bikes since it is on paper? So that's a big topic as well. Like, oh yeah, K- KTM has the best brakes; they are the lightest. <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't always translate on the track. So I'm wondering if that does for you. It it does feel light, yes. Okay. But as far as being able to kind of knife into some of these turns today, th- there's other other bikes that that were better, better. in other areas. Yeah. So yes, does the bike feel light? Yeah. Um, it does feel very like stable and predictable. But there's some things that. What yeah. about so what? What are one thing that you really like about it? One thing that was a negative for you? So, biggest plus I like about it, I like how stable it is. Okay, uh, it's very predictable. I'm able to kind of uh, just put it where I want it in mm-hmm. a sense. Things that I necessarily don't love about it, the forks for me today were were hard to adjust to. Okay, um, how much adjustment did you get out of it today? I ended up doing uh, three clicks soft turn compression, mm-hmm. made it feel a little bit better. But my biggest thing, I was running 104 sag on the shock, rear shock, and the forks to me just felt like they weren't even moving. Really? And that was my biggest thing. So I like I made some adjustments, um, but I was riding the bike around very rear end steer today, and there's a lot of spots of the track where I could have just stayed in some of the ruts and I was just carving out. Yeah. So. I think uh, that if I had any complaint, it was the fork today. Just to slap down feel on the front end is that a little harsh for you on that fork? Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. that was my biggest thing today, and I was just trying to work through it. And I, I started to test it a little bit more, jump a little farther into the bu- bumps, wheelie into stuff to really see if I can make the front end work. Yeah. But I lacked uh, front end traction today just because of how harsh the fork was, and I didn't really feel like I was using any of the stroke to be honest. Everything was rear. And like I said, I made some adjustments to try to like make it better. It did get better, uh, so I can't say that it was you know it was horrid by any means. But um, how's the rear end feel to you, like shock wise? The shock I I didn't necessarily uh, I didn't have any real issues with. I think my biggest thing was just that I was using the shock for everything today. Yeah. Um, turning, uh, but and normally you're a front end steering guy. I am. Yeah. I am definitely. I I prefer to be a little over the front. 
I prefer a lot of front end traction. Yep. And being able to kind of come down some of these big hills today, today, Glen Helen, and just get down to the bottom and just set right into like even if there's nothing, I I love being able to just kind of carve out, carve into the inside, and then make my initial sit, tra- you know, right. sit and get through the turn. And I really struggle with front end traction today. Yeah, I'm the same way for an air fork. Like it's hard for me to my initial lean is yep. what really really tough for me to get set up on the ktm i've and i've said to this ktm ktm guys so many times i go if you guys would just put a spring fork on this thing correct it would it would be insane it'd be it changed yep. it would change everything like yep. when i go to a cone valve fork granted it's a cone valve fork but it completely changes the character of the machine like yep. i can dive in i can lean it has good you know mid transition in the corner traction i like that but the air fork just never it always seems to write ride a little high yes in the stroke very yeah yeah very high in the and stroke. then i get a pushing sensation yes yeah so and then how we compensate for that like you said we try to go softer and then what you feel is like oh now it's harsher because i'm lower it's like a never happy you know i agree so uh what about ergos for you handlebar cl- clutch brakes pretty good uh very neutral yep uh compared to the other two bikes yep very neutral it felt comfortable and and it's skinny you know so i like that um yeah, trying to adjust. A, like, I don't know why, but every time I jump on a hydraulic clutch, it takes me a little bit to kind of like get that feel again. Yeah. Um, but overall, like Ergos were, were good on that thing. Uh, second place? Second place, Team Green, Kawasaki. Ooh, so Yamaha takes the win. It does for me, so yeah. Let, let's break these two down right, yep. real quick. So why, besides, see, people are going to say, oh, he rides a Yamaha, yeah. so he, he's familiar with it. Okay, so let's just get out that out of the way. Correct. What makes you like the Yamaha more than the Cowie today? Okay, so, and I will tell you that I I spent I spent a lot of time on every single bike today. Yeah. I really tried to take the time to for everybody to know it wasn't like I rode it for five minutes and said eh. Right. You know, I probably spent a half an hour or plus on each bike, and I came in and every every one of the manufacturers today spent time with me to like break it down. So with that said, the Yamaha for me overall package, the way that I'm able to use all the power, um, the way the way that I got the suspension dialed in today. I can just be so aggressive on it. And if I do have even a little bit of a fault or say I get a little lazy coming into the turn and I'm just kind of putzing through, man, light switch and I'm I'm right back up the hill or right out of the turn and, and I'm, I Re- feel like recovery I'm... Recovery time is really good. Correct, yes. Yeah. The recovery time is, is, it's almost, you almost can't compare it right. to, some, to, to the other bikes. Um, so being able to use the power on the Yamaha and then once I got the suspension to where I wanted it... Yeah. Man, there was uh, there's a lot of turns today that I struggled with uh, with the Cowie and and on the KTM and just little stuff like I said, front end traction and being able to be comfortable to set into the, you know just set in and go for it. The only bike that I get that comfort on today once is the Yamaha. What about width and weight feel of the Yamaha it, compared to the Cowie? Because obviously on paper, Cowie's a little bit less. Yeah. So initial, like, jumping onto the Yamaha, like, and I think I said this before, it's wide. Uh-huh. So you have that feeling of, like, you're trying to hold on to something that's a little wider. And, and it, it takes a couple laps to adjust to, especially with the with the hills. Right. Uh, you get a little bit tired, and the thing is so snappy, but you start to kind of fall backwards, you know? So you really have to, like, focus on really being over the front with your chest and so on and so forth. But... The, uh, yeah, I think, I think overall being on the Yamaha today, getting it to where I wanted it. Just confidence. I'm so, yeah, I'm very confident. Now, don't be wrong. 
the Kawasaki had some amazing things today that I figured out. Um, I spent a little time with with the guys over at Kawasaki trying to get it to where I wanted. I had similar comments as last time, a little harsh in the forks. Uh-huh. And then once I kind of realized that the forks probably rode a little farther down in the stroke mm-hmm. than what I was actually picturing in my head or what I was feeling, yep. we made some adjustments. I even made some adjustments with the high speed. And because uh, I was on I was the shock. on the shock, yeah. yeah, I was I was getting a lot of a lot of spring. Truthfully, there's there's a couple of sections like some of the G outs in between the jumps today. Even like just some little holes, if I hit them just right, the thing was going all the way down and shooting back so fast that I was I was getting head shake. It was taking a lot of uh, weight off the front end. Right. So uh, made some adjustments, and I'd say the biggest thing that I fell in love with on the Cali that did outweigh the yamaha okay when i came down some of the bigger hills you know you're coming down and there's bumps but you're you're rolling down these hills right and you get down to the bottom and obviously everybody's pushing to like the ruts are pushing out yeah and there's this nice flat surface on the inside the thing that i could do on the cali today that was better than the yamaha is i could go straight down the hills and just go straight to the flat yeah and there'd be almost nothing and I could just make the thing go. I could so turn flat it. Flat corners. Flat yeah. corners. It really had some traction and hooked up. It was. It almost kind of threw me off. You're almost t- like, oh shit, I might pick the Cowboy because it's so good. In this Correct. Area. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, once I bounced back and forth between them, I uh, I got the Yamaha dialed. I got the feeling I was looking for. Yep. And bump absorption on the Cowboy frame versus Yamaha. Yeah. I. I that thing is. It's, it's it's good, right? It's really good. Yeah. You you can't complain about that. And I know another thing I noticed today when I first topped on the Cowie was <clears throat> before I made some adjustments, like I said, I was feeling a lot of harshness. There were things I didn't necessarily love, but I, I kind of like uh, checked up a little and started to ride it a little higher in the stroke. Right. And the way that I did that was like I just broke broke the bumps down. I, I wheelied into them mm-hmm. or I hopped over them. When I stayed in the top of the stroke – stock st- stock settings on the cowie man the thing went through the bumps really really good but when i started to kind of like come in charging and i was farther down in the stroke and i had those harsh feelings right yeah i struggled to kind of just get into the ruts so at Glen helen if you guys aren't familiar with Glen helen today it's on the thursday it's not really deep it's a little bit deep in the morning but then it gets hard packed square edgy and there's a lot of like what i call light bumps around here and there's all and you're always kind of turning around this place there's arcing everywhere yes and you have these bumps while you're arcing so the cowie, that is where it shines. It does. When you're on a medium lean, you're under throttle, and you have those little bumps underneath you, it just, you don't feel as much as you do on the Yamaha. Correct, yeah. Yeah. I totally, and, and even on the on the KTM, you, you felt all of it. Right. Especially in, in the front and the forks, I felt every one of them. Right. So the cowie in, the, in that aspect, it, it does shine over everything. Yeah, and I just talked to a couple of guys before, you know, we got on this, this interview, and they're like, dude, the cowie's good. Like, yep. I'm not a, he's like, everyone says, I'm not a cowie guy, but. Yeah. That is the statement, you yep. know. So, and um, it is. Yeah. Does a Cowie feel long? Cowie, yeah. So if I compare the, uh, the the Cowie to the Yamaha, yeah, Cowie is long. It is nice and narrow compared to the Yamaha. Right. Yeah. So like, I do enjoy that feeling. It does feel long though, and and sometimes I feel even though I can make the thing turn on flat ground, sometimes like in some of the ruts, I'm I just struggle a little bit because I'm I'm small. Um, whereas the Yamaha, you kind of sit in a little more of a pocket. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have that long, flat feel. You more, you're kind of like in the pocket, in the tank where you need to be. Right. So for me to like just set into a, a turn immediately, I'm just, I'm already there. I'm already in that in that spot. And yeah. What about? I haven't touched on this with you last time. Rear brake on the Kawasaki. Is that? Do you even notice that thing? 
And I'll tell you why I asked you this after. Okay, you tell good. Me. Um, do I feel it? You, yeah, I. Uh, is there any negative point to it? I could be wrong, but I think I'm not going to say that I felt like a real negative. But I was using it a bit more than usual. Okay, I started to feel. I started to get a little more squeak. I, I'm not like a rear brake squeak guy, but I did get that. So the, it has a 250 mil rear disc on the Cowie, and to me, it's super grabby. So okay. it, it locks up when I'm trying to hit my rear brake coming into the corner. It it almost locks up the rear end and have a slide, and then okay. it fucks up my whole corner. So. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, once you say things, things kind of yeah. roll through your head. Yeah. Um, there is actually a spot on the track today, like, you, you kind of come down one of the straightaways, and you, you really had to, like, uh, finesse yourself into it because it was kind of slippery. They kept water in, yep. and I did notice that I struggled so hard with my rear sliding into yeah. into the ruts. Yes, it's that like, could have been a factor. It's not progressive enough. It needs a little bit more of a window before it locks. Yeah, you know? I... I'm not like a huge rear brake guy, and, and truthfully, I've always been one of those guys that I'm okay with the rear brakes like super low, and I barely use it. Yeah, I'm that type of guy. So you coast, you have your rolling speed, you coast. Correct. Yeah, right. momentum's kind of always like my yep. my friend. No, I, I get it, especially here in West Coast. You almost got to do that. Yes. East yeah. Coast, you probably can slam on the brakes. Oh yeah, you, yeah, and honestly, you got nice deep dirt. It'll slow you down. Whatever. <laughs> so jealous. All right, so your pick: Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM. So that is. Kenny's top three. Any one of these, would you have a problem purchasing and riding? All oh year? no, you know, and it's it's funny because uh, I, I actually didn't get to do the uh, KTM versus the versus the Husky yeah. test, so I was a little curious coming in today, and I rode the KTM first yep. on purpose just yep. to kind of because it was it was still new to me, yep. and after probably three or four laps on it, I was like, man, today's gonna be tough. You know, yeah, it's going to be like, oh, t- shit, it's pretty good. It's yeah, it's really yeah, like immediately like dang, this thing is good. So I I would buy any one of those bikes right now. Yeah. You know, if you took the time and and got them exactly to what you wanted it to be, oh man, yeah, you'd be Dude, I'm a happy you, we're, person. We're, we're sitting in your your rig right now and I'm looking over and mine is I love mine. I did a little work to it. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit more throttle response. Got some good suspension, and it's fun to ride. Yeah, like it feels light. Now that's where it comes into play when you get a little bit more RPM response. Correct. That's when all that ten to twelve pounds less comes into play on that KTM because now it kind of wakes it up. Yep. Okay. So, Understood. Yeah. Understood. Mostly, uh, real quick, map one or map two guy in the KTM. Uh, I was map two. Okay. Yep. A little bit oh. more aggressive. Yep. Or, I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, map one wasn't bad. Like if it got towards the end of the day. Yeah. Where, yeah, obviously the track, like you said, gets really dry and square edgy. I wouldn't mind something, especially in a racing condition, to be able to kind of back it down a little to right. where I can control it. But, man, when I was riding the KTM, like we still had some really good dirt on the track. So, yeah, Map 2 was, was a happy place for me. Well, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Kenny rides really good. If you guys uh, see Kenny at the track, he's uh, you're almost like you're unassuming. Unassuming. Yeah, like you, you look huh. at you, you're like, eh, okay, yeah, he's just a dude. <laughs> and then you ride him, like, oh shit, like he rides really good. Like you, you're even weird. Me and Jerry Robin are sitting on top of the hill, and he's like, dude, that guy rides good. I'm like, he's smooth, smooth. Try, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I, I gotta, th- I, I gotta give a shout out to. Uh, I'd say my, I'd say I, I learned everything from my, my, my two older brothers. Yeah, and they were both like naturals. Okay, so I thankfully kind of ran in the family a little. I, I could just how not. much your style is from watching other guys. One hundred percent McGrath. Yeah, yeah all day. Yeah. Uh, I'm the same way, dude. I study. Yep. And then somehow it evolves into your writing because you think about it. A Correct. Lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I uh, I did a lot of Gary Simics when I was a kid. Oh, you did. Yep. Not not so much writing it, but my two older brothers went to all the schools. We did Bailey. We did you know a couple places, and um, Simics was 
like always the the He's Taj Mahal. He was a Taj Mahal for me. Yeah. And uh, I actually got to spend, and I was a little bit older, right before I turned pro. I, I got to spend a week with him in Florida, and uh, I, he wasn't even directly like teaching me. We were just riding the same track every day, and he gave me probably the coolest compliment I've ever heard out of anybody was. After all week, I walked over and just said, hey, is there anything I could work on? Like, right. what could I do to be better on the bike? And uh, he said, honestly, I've watched you every every single time you went out. He goes, you're a lot like Wyndham. You know, yeah, you're not tall oh, and lanky. He's like, but the way that you use the power and the way that your body positioning is, he was like, I'm not calling you flawless, but you're that's really good. smooth and it's good. That's awesome. So I'll, I'll always, like, take what he has. I love studying techniques, dude. It's just something I always like because no matter how – how many dudes are out here on the track today? Each one of them have different styles. That's what's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's evolved so it's almost odd how it has evolved. And like, yeah. like I hate to call this dude out, but like I always question guys like Kyle Cunningham. Yeah, like Kyle, love you to death, but man, he watched a dude go around the track it's and he's, it's rough. He looks like a bobblehead yeah, and his arms bad. are down. And I'm yeah. like, how's this guy even like going around the track, pinning it? Yeah. Pinning it. yeah. And then you know you watch other guys like, I mean any any dude. Like, I would rather watch like a guy. Um, Who's number 49, the KTM kid? Henry Miller. Henry Miller, yeah. Like, I watch Henry Miller over Cunningham. Yeah, yes, completely. Because Henry's, like, yep. smoother, has a good style, like, yep. that kind of dude, yeah. Yeah, I, personally, one of my favorites, obviously, I learned everything from, like, McGrath, but uh, Kennard has always been one of my, like... <laughs> elbows, dude. Elbows, yeah. Elbows, man, I love it. It's yep, good. yep, so. So, all right, well, thanks, Kenny. Thanks for having me. Okay, what's your nickname? J-Rob. Yeah. J-Rob, that's your nickname? J Rob, Jerry Robin, uh, we uh, poached him from Michael Lindsay. Actually, I, I take that back. I didn't poach you because I didn't know you were doing that for Michael two fifty shootout. I didn't even know until. And you, I want to tell you something. That's usually a big no no. Yeah. Usually you're on one dude. Like, you, what do you want, Michael or me? That's what you gotta choose. But Michael's a good kid, so it's I not a big. I'm, I'm in an uh, open relationship. You're here. Switzerland. Yeah. Neutral. Yep. For those of you guys who know Jerry. Go to YouTube, punch in 1985 CR250, and then I'm, I I haven't done this, but I'm 99% sure your name will probably come up. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. How many views, I don't even know this, but how many views has that video got to you, original? I mean, it's definitely six figures. So, mil? No, no. You think? Close seven? I'd say probably closer to 300,000, I think. What? Somewhere. thought it'd be more than that. I don't know. I haven't checked in a long time. So Jerry Robin is 165? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. 5'10"? Yep, 5'10". Oh, God, I'm good. You are good. 5'10", 165. His home life is solid. He has a nice blonde-looking chick that doesn't know anything about dirt bikes. Well, she does, but hasn't been around it that much, which is nice. So uh, don't worry, ladies. He's taken. <laughs> I already got all that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So we had KTM, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Obviously, you spent some time at KTM's. You have a 250. Did you ride a 450 much last year or this year? Never. Okay. Um, Yamaha, you spent some time on a Yamaha recently before you came out here out west. Yep. Um, so let's start from the bottom up. Third place, what is it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Kawasaki. Wow, okay. Um, which is kind of surprising because I love the 250 so much. Right. But. Um, Why? Why is it ranked down from the others? I think just uh, at Glen Helen today, it's pretty choppy, and their mid-valve doesn't hold up enough. Oh, look at you. Mid-valve. Wow. You know what I mean? Okay. Like and the fork. Of, it blows through on the fork. Okay, so it's too low for you on yeah. D-cell. Yes. Okay. And the initial top of the stroke 
is pretty rigid feeling. Okay. So in the chop, it sometimes does it holds up almost too much. Yep. In the choppy stuff, and then it doesn't hold up enough when you're going down the hills and breaking. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so you, it's hard to find a happy medium for you where you can push. Yes, but I think it would be easily changed. Right. Valving. Yeah. But um, obviously, we're testing stock bikes, so um, I'm going to put the Cowie third. What about engine feeling on the Cowie? Um, the map that we put in that you made yep. was way better. Okay. More linear. So basically, like what he's saying, so people know out there, I made a, a map with the Kawasaki guys on their on their FI calibration tool, which is available for you guys to purchase. Um, we allowed that because um, obviously KTM has some mapping. Yamaha has, has the power tuner, so Kawasaki was allowed to use the calibration tool, and that kind of helped broaden it up for you. Yeah, way more, like definitely way more broad. Um, still hits good. And it just seems more usable power than anything. Okay. So, which is for a 450 key, for me at least. What's one thing about the Kawasaki that is better than the other two bikes that you like? The rear end tracking. Okay. For sure. Um, out of corners, exits? Yeah, out of corner exits where you can really slide it and feel comfortable. I don't know if it's like a longer bike. It or, is a longer bike. Yeah. And um, it definitely gets like flat like sliding good feel so you can really get on it hard and get a good that's slide funny on. you say that because i just talked to kenny mm-hmm. and he was saying out of all the bikes he could corner through the flat corners without something to bank off of the cowie's insane yeah cowie's very good flat no like hardly any traction you can really kind of put the power to the ground easy yeah i think it's the way the kawasaki is delivered its power is it has a good snap but then after the snap it's really kinda, mellow yeah, it's mellow yeah it snaps good and then it yeah it kind of yeah so that's a good rear wheel traction um a lot of guys think the Cowie is still a rear-end steering bike. Do you feel like... Are you a front-end guy or a rear guy? Rear. So you are a rear guy. Rear guy, yeah. So this is a good question for you. Do you think it's a still a rear-end steering machine? I think it's more balanced out than years prior. Okay. Because um, it doesn't... The front-end doesn't push. So, like, most rear-steering bikes, and I even like rear-steering, so I don't really care what the front does. Right. But it doesn't push. Really. Okay. So it's pretty neutral for yeah, you. Yeah, it's pretty neutral. Hydraulic clutch, you like it? Are you, yeah, I like it. You like the lever shape? <laughs> no. Super thin, right? Yeah, it's like too too thin and like... It's like a curve, blade. The curve is weird. Dude, it puts like a, a weird callus on my it finger. Like indents your finger. Are you a middle finger clutcher or... or? Index. Okay. Yeah. You never use your middle? Mm-hmm. That's weird how that happens. Yeah. I know. My kid's a middle and it tripped me out so hard. That's I'm, weird. Right? I couldn't do that. And I started freaking out. I'm like, oh, you're going to be so good. You're going to be so good. Because only the like really good dudes, if you watch like really good dudes, they have middle fingers. Really? Yeah. So I thought he was going to be good. <laughs> That's what I'm basing it <laughs> <Okay>. off. <laughs> All right. Second place. What is it? KTM. Ah, uh, okay. So let's just do this. This is how we did it with Kenny. Yamaha wins your, your day. KTM second. What is the difference between the two bikes? Why is KTM just below the Yami? Honestly, like in my head, they're tied but I will say I they're think tied, I, but but I can push into turns with more front end feel on the Yamaha. See, that's the only people thing. are going to their minds are blown right now. I know because people are like, I was mind blown because I hated my old Yamahas. What year? Seventeen. Okay. Hated so them. now you have some front end traction. Yes. Doesn't feel vague. Yes. No front end twitch, which was really impressive. Okay. What did you like about the KTM better than the Yamaha? In chop, obviously steel frame. Okay. A little more traction, like bike feel to the ground. Um, I will say I think the KTM does less decel movement. So pitching. Yeah, less pitching. Okay. Um, 
So when you're off throttle coming down the hill, the the Yamaha still dives a little bit. A little bit, but it's not. It's not going to jack up your corner. No, it's not going to like. That's why I think I get more front end feel though. Okay. Coming in. Right. Because I can kind of. So you're just be diving a little bit and push it down. Would that something? Let's just paint paint you a picture here. We're going to go to Hangtown, and you're going to ride a YZ450F. Would you like that stiffer to come up a little bit? The for the front end. No, I wouldn't just because it's not as hilly there okay. than here at Glen Helen. Yeah. So I don't think I would do it as much at Hangtown. Let's compare motors. KTM Yami. KTM's so linear, it kind of feels like just a modded out 250. But. But it pulls forever. It's deceiving. Yeah. It's deceiving. I've been telling people this a long time. They're like, it's dude, so the 450 is slow. I go, it's not slow, dude. It's so fast. It hooks up. Yeah. And I liked it on map one better. Yeah, this long, right? Yeah, not mad Going up the hill. Yeah. Dude. Just leave it in third and maybe fourth, halfway up, and you don't have to clutch it because you're not wheeling. Right. Like the Yamaha, sometimes it picks up. and uh, So you have to, like, clutch a little bit to keep the front end down? A little bit, just like pull it in a tiny yeah. bit to yeah. get it to bring the front end down. But you, com- you prefer the Yamaha engine, though? Yes. Because of excitement? Yeah, it's not as bad as years past. Okay. I think they mellowed it out. Um, what maps did you have in the Yamaha today? Um, the blank. So, the so stock? Yeah, stock. And then TP map or just one map or two maps? Mm. Did you try light on, light off? Light off. Did you try light on at all today? Yeah. So TP 3.0 is light on. Mm-hmm. Off is probably stock. Okay, yeah. Um, for me, I like it 3.0 because it's a little bit more connected. Mm-hmm. And to me with it off, it was almost too much in corners. I think I just liked it because I do kind of have an aggressive style. Yeah. So I kind of like to pivot out of stuff, and that's where I like the power. To, to pop out. Yeah, to pop out. And yep. then I think once, if I could pop out better on the 3.01, I would probably like it more because afterwards. Okay. Because afterwards you get some wheel spin, and it's a little sick. But um, I, I like the map one better. Do you notice the width on the Yamaha? This is a question we ask everybody. Does it's, it bother you? I think it's skinny. So you, it doesn't. The shrouds, all that, doesn't bother you. No, the Go shrouds on. bother me on the Cali. Why? My boot kept oh, on, it. on the ruts. It's like a sharp. It's like a sharper edge to the okay. shroud, and sometimes my boot would catch it. For you some know what reason. they call that? So I'm going to prepare you for your testing in Supercross. Okay. All right. Seamless feel. Okay. The Cowie doesn't have a seamless feel because you're getting hung up on some shit. Mm-hmm. So. That ever bothers you, <laughs> you come in hot with that 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 phrase. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, "Damn!" Just like you put the mid valve out there for me right now. <laughs> throw the seamless feel out there. Yeah. All right, okay. sounds good. Uh, ergonomics on all these three bikes. Anything you dislike, <laughs> like? I think ergonomically, the KTM is my f- most comfortable. Why is that? I don't know. Like the for me, the Yamaha has a short foot peg to seat height. Yep. Want to know what that's called? God, you're gonna learn so much right now. All right, what is that? Rider triangle. Okay. So bars to seat to pegs. Yeah. That's the rider triangle. Okay, okay go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, I do think the KTM has a lower center of gravity feel mm-hmm. just because the pegs are a tiny bit lower. Okay. That's it. So in your 510, so you prefer a KTM feel? Yes. Okay. Well, it's weird because everyone says, oh, taller dudes like Yamahas. But for me, dude, that rider triangle is pretty compact. Yeah, it is on the Yamaha. Yeah. It's actually like, I think a shorter guy would like the Yamaha. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. This Mathis theory, right? Yeah, I feel a little bit more spread out on a KTM. Yeah. Do you have a problem with the KTM's bars? 
The stock like, Ben kind of is not that good. What about the Flex character? Are you a twin wall dude? I like the bar. What What like do you have on your race bikes? ODI. Okay, that's not bad. I like the crossbar. You like a crossbar? Yeah. Just because of visual reasons? I don't know. I just... Yeah, visuals. Yeah. Like, you'd, you would rather have a crossbar there? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really care about much. Because right, you're still in the stage of your life where you just want to go fast. Yeah. Like, I feel like you want to go faster than... And but, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you want to go fast, but yet, do you care about bike setup as much? Are you critical with it? I mean, I didn't set my sag once all year, so... In, in Supercross? Or outdoors. The fuck is wrong with you? I don't... I went to every race by myself. I understand that, but you can't have some dude walk over to your pit and say, bro, can I set the... Do you understand that... Now I'm mad. Do you understand that that'll change the whole aspect of your dirt bike? Yeah. You've got to do that shit. But... But what? I just... I ride it, dude. Dude, fucking Jerry, you gotta stop, dude. What Race Tech's doing your shit? Yeah. Race Tech, good dudes. Yeah. They walk over your pit. I know they've seen you. I mean, I'll actually test this year. And did you ever ask anybody to say, like, "Hey, man, can you can you hold me I up?" Mean, no. Oh boy. That's Jerry <laughs> Robin, everybody. <laughs> Just out in the back forty in the in the pits near the fence, hanging out, not setting a sag. Hey, if, if you see him next year, well, you're good next year. I'm but kidding. someone should have gave you a sandwich or something in the back. I just felt like you're lonely. Like should have had a picnic or something going on. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that. Great. You're always by yourself. You, none of your homies want to go with you. I wouldn't really say I have homies. Really? Why? Are you some reclusive dude that just hibernates at your house or what? No, I just keep to myself at the track. Yeah, know. but I mean, you gotta have buddies. That you, hey, you wanna go to the movies? <laughs> I know you hung out with Christian over the summer and rode with him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you hang out with him afterwards or just rode with him? No, we'd hang out and go to Chipotle and okay. Starbucks and stuff, yeah. Hey, Christian, want to set my sack for me, dude? You're fucking right here. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think he knows how, though. <laughs> oh, my God. These are the... Okay, people, these are the guys that you're watching on TV on Saturday night. They know, know how to fucking do shit besides twist the throttle. Damn it. Come on. Yeah, hey, I didn't really have any bike issues this year. But you just threw out a mid-valve thing to me. Like, I thought... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought we were a going places. idea of, like... Right. ...what's good and what's bad, but... Race tech was good out of the box, and I was like, "Dude, it's fine. Like, I can ride this." That's awesome. I it's wish I was still like that. Yeah. Wish I was as fast as you and give okay. zero fucks. Like, so you. like Luke, he was race tech guy. The right. TLD, he would like force me at races to make clicker changes. Yes, and he's like, "Dude, I want to change this." I'm like, "Dude, go ahead. I don't care." <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> like, I can't really tell that much of a difference. But I guess the last two days, I've actually focused on it. Thank you. And I learned something. Yes. You learned. What did you learn today? Two two phrases. What were the two phrases? This is a test. Rider triangle. Thank you. What is that? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Put peg seat the bar. Okay, good. What's the other one? Um, shoot, what was the other one? I forgot. Oh, seamless feel. There it is. <laughs> yeah. You know what's right. going to screw you up? And that, we're off on a tangent here, but like, you're going to do dumb shit. Like, this is what I do. I'll be eating. Yeah. And the the... I'll be eating with a fork and I'll feel the edges of the fork. And I'm like, these edges are no good right here. And my wife's like, what's wrong with you? I go, I'm evaluating all this shit in my uh, life now. So she gets worried that I'm going to evaluate her like uh, in the yeah, bedroom. No, no, but I'm telling you, is this key for after dark? No, we're not going there. It's only that. 140. Yeah. It's always there though. It's always on the cusp right, of We that. need like five more hours. Oh, someone's oh. called reject. Um, so if you could go race the Yamaha this year, summertime, you'd be all about it. 
This is, I mean, I would set my SAG. Right. But Could I would you, race a stock Yamaha 450 at a national. Is it the best 450 you've ever ridden? Yes or no? Yes. There it is. Jerry Robin, Yamaha, KTM, Kawasaki. All yep. these bikes are good, yes? Yes, very good. Um, they all have their pros and cons. And some, you know, they're better in other areas than the other. Um, the only, I mean, I've never rode a Suzuki 450, but yeah. I rode the 250. Yeah. And I hate to be that guy, but right. it, it's noticeably worse. Just doggy or what? You can feel like every pebble. Oh, rigid. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. The old frame was better. Cornering stability. You know what that is there, Jerry? <laughs> so cornering stability is when you're inside of a corner. And you have square edge, you have little rocks and all this shit, and how well that thing sticks inside of that thing, right? Mm -hmm. To me, a Suzuki, I feel all the imperfections inside oh that rut. God, yeah, it's gnarly. Yeah, unlike a Cowie or something like that, you're like, oh, I don't feel anything in there. Well, like the Husky flexes so much more than the KTM, I think. Yeah. At least when I read the 250s, and it's like riding a couch. Yeah. Like you can hit potholes or something. <laughs> you could choose. You choose one team. Let's, we're talking 450s today. So if you could choose one team to ride for, and now it's, you know all, all, all of them are going to pay you the same amount of money. 250, 450. 450. Which team would you want to ride for? KTM. Okay. Just because of what? Because it changed Cooper's life? No, 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 no. I just think that atmosphere yeah. would be good for me. Structure? Structure. Okay. Very, you know, I mean... I'm fine with that, like myself. I'm yeah. like pretty self-disciplined like that. But I think just taking the guesswork out would help me a lot. They'd probably set SAG for you, too. They would probably set SAG. Probably feed you. Maybe while well, you're with Alden, maybe they won't be feeding you. Probably get skinny because you're looking all ripped yeah. right now. He went to the store today, people. He went before he got here, and some chick asked him if he was going to the gym because he's all yoked out and shit. He's wearing like a medium shirt. Dude, I gotta, I do have to lean out a little bit. And then I gave him a large shirt, a Kiefer shirt. He's like, "Oh, it's too big." I'm like, "Bro, that's not too big for you. Trust me." <laughs> but yeah, all right. I I really like all the bikes, but Yamaha and KTM, I think, are the best 450s. There it is. All right, Jerry Robin, everybody. See him at a Supercross near you, 2020, on a team. Yes. Are we talking about that? No, no not yet. Okay. But he you'll will, see, he will be on a team. Cop. Can we say what color? No. I already called it. If, if you want to know what he's doing, listen to Pulp about two weeks ago. I already called it. So thank you. Bye. <laughs> hey, it's commercial time. Stay tuned for discount code, smiles, laughs. It's commercials. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They're on board with the keyforinktesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay? I do feel the safest in a 60 helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 60 helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. 
Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 60. So please, guys, go check them out. 60 helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sports Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sports Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in key ring testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business, and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end... Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. Vertexpistons.com. FMF The Drop. Have you checked it out? Well, you should. A new shirt every month. It's awesome. I love shirts. I love casual wear. You can go to fmfracing.com, pick out some casual casual wear, and then go punch in the code, the code, Kiefer19. Save yourself some money. Look cool. FMF hats, hoodies, sweatshirts, tanks for your chick. Do it. Kiefer19, fmfracing.com. I just threw another firepower battery in one of my test bikes. It's awesome. It starts. It doesn't die. I love them. Firepowerparts.com. Chains, 
batteries, oil. Go check them out. It's great stuff, and it's not expensive. What more do you want? Firepowerparts.com. We're back to the show, the interviews, the fun, the laughter, the information. Thank you for toughing it out and listening to the commercials. Thank you. Hello, Colton Eck. <laughs> That's how I want to start this. Hello, Colton Eck. Right. Eck. Yeah, you're getting it pretty, Eck. pretty close. Eck. 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 Okay. Got it. A-E-C-K. 165. Uh, 170. 170. Professional privateer. Yes, sir. 2020. Privateer life. 450 life. All of those are correct. All of the whole rounds? Uh, that's my goal, yeah. Not really sure how we're going to do it yet, but... You need help? Uh, are you looking for help? Yes, absolutely. Anybody out there listening? Throw, uh, out, throw out an email for people to hit you up with. It's my last name, so A-E-C-K. The number 26 at gmail.com. Where happened to 526? Uh, 26 was my number all oh. my life. So. Oh, okay. Then you got to. Yeah, that email. Was then like real life hit you in the face and you had 526. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Three digit. All right. Colt was here. You were here for what round? Uh, Husky KTM? Yes. Okay. Uh, I brought Colt on. He's a good tester. He has a good feeling. Yes, he's a professional. No, he's not a vet rider, but it's nice to have those guys here as well to give an opinion. And I feel like this is not a biased situation for you because you really have no ties to any of these bikes. Correct. Uh, so I one seventy five eleven. Uh, yeah, I like to claim six feet, but you're it's probably five eleven. Front end, rear steering guy, front end guy, front end guy. Okay. Third place. Third place is Kawasaki. Wow, really? Why? Why is it third? Okay, one reason why you love it. One reason why you think me. The reason I love the Cowie. Um, is just how compliant the chassis is. Okay. It's noticeably easier, like softer to ride than the other two bikes. Actually, any of the other bikes, for that matter. Um, so that's what I really love about it. What I didn't love about it was the motor, to me, was just kind of, eh. Like, it didn't really impress me in in any places. And uh, the suspension was just a little bit off for me. The off is in soft? The fork was soft, and I felt like it was riding real low in the stroke and giving me a, a harsh feeling. Um, you like the engine? The engine's good. Um, I don't have any complaints about it, but it doesn't have that wow factor anywhere. Okay. You know, it, it doesn't make super great bottom. It doesn't make super great top. It's just kind of good everywhere. Just a vanilla for you? It's very vanilla. So if you rode this and like, hey, we're going to give you cowies, what would be the first thing that you would do to it? I'd probably get an ignition, get a pipe, do something to kind of try and liven up the bottom end. And did you try some of the mapping that I had? I did. And yeah. was um, that better? Or it's better, but not enough for you. Yeah, not enough. I still feel like the other bikes beat it out. I'm for the average better. guy, though. Average guy, it's it's a great motor. You're right. never going to have an issue. Right. Yeah. Um, how about connectivity coming out of corners, rear end traction? Uh, it's good. Uh, at first, when I first went out there, uh, the suspension was soft and I was kind of getting a wallowy kind of loose feeling in the rear um, but I stiffened up both front and rear uh, and that helped a lot and like I said before the chassis is real soft and compliant and it really feels like it's sticking to the ground so I mean that part's great you know you really get a lot of confidence in knowing where the bike is what do you think of the hydraulic clutch it's cool I mean I does, it, take, does it make or break you no I could take it or leave it it's not uh rear brake you notice anything about the rear brake? No. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's why I'm asking. Well, Some people do. Like, to? I don't like it because it feels touchy. Okay. Uh, I come into the corners and it, it locks up. Don't like that. But yeah, maybe you're not on it as much as me. I'm not much of a rear brake guy to begin with. Yeah. So. You're soft on it? Yeah, I don't. I. Uh, you roll corners, so. I don't really like have great feeling in my feet, so. That's right. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Colt had a big crash two years ago? Yeah, almost three now. Dallas? Yep. Got landed on, kind of similar to Ryan Morris, Trey Kennard situation? Very similar, yeah. And then lost feeling from chest or waist? Uh, about belly button down. So, um, but yeah, mo- I mean, most of my feeling's back. I'm, you know, I say I'm the closest to 100% that I think I'll probably ever be. Do you but, just don't uh, feel the pedal that much? I mean, even now, now I actually do have pretty good feeling. For the first, you know, year or so, yeah. my feeling wasn't great. Right. And I kind of just learned to ride the bike without the rear brake. Right. Um, because it was either kind of an on or off thing. I'd either be locking it up, stalling, or I would not be able to use it. So I just kind of learned to ride without it. And uh, that's kind of just been the way I've been riding for the last, you know, three years now. So, uh, wiener's okay? Yeah, it's great. There's no problem there? No problem. You got feeling in that? Yep. Okay. Good. Good to hear. Okay. Second place. What you got? Uh, second place was a KTM. Okay. KTM. So obviously Yamaha wins your your day today. Yes, sir. Uh, give me the reason why you edged the Yamaha over the KTM, and give me a reason why the KTM is better than the Yamaha. Okay. So to me, on all three of these bikes, it just came back to what I felt most comfortable really pushing it, like at a race kind of pace, and. No, you're good. I'm just looking. And uh, the Yamaha was it for me. I just felt, you know, like I could really push it, and I, uh, the bike was super predictable, and I knew what it was doing underneath me. Um, so the place I think the KTM beats it out, maybe a little bit on the top side of the motor. Um, over rev and yeah, over top rev. End. It's on the KTM is second to none. It's awesome. You know, you you go down a straightaway, you almost don't even have to shift because it just keeps pulling. Right. Um, so the KTM, the reason it lost for me uh, was similar to the Cowie, was that the suspension was just kind of soft. Okay. Um, I ended up stiffening up the rear quite a bit, half turn on the uh, high speed, which helped a lot. Yep. Um, and then stiffen up the fork a little bit, but it was still, you know, not quite where I needed it to be to really feel comfortable pushing on it. Um, Yamaha suspension for you? It's good. Okay. It's really good. Um here we talk about Glen Helen how being edgy and you're leaning a lot. It's a lot of arcing your stuff here, and so you're always on the edges of your tires. Mm-hmm. And suspension's important here. Yeah, you know, I, when I was out there on the track when I first got on the Yamaha first lap. I'm thinking to myself, you know, Kiefer says this all the time: medium lean. Right. And the Yamaha, I feel like I know, you know, exactly where I'm going to be. I'm not sliding. I'm not doing anything. Even when I do slide, it feels very controlled on the Yamaha. Um, so that's somewhere that I think the Yamaha really excels is that medium lean, you know, when you're kind of in a dry, slick turn, um, you know, just trying to fighting for traction. The Yamaha is really good there. What about cornering? Cornering. Um, Would you rather have KTM or the Yamaha for coming into corners and entrances and exits and all that? I'd probably say KTM. Uh, just edges out the Yamaha a little bit. Um, cornering stability? Do you know what that is? Not particularly. So corner stability is you're in the pocket, in the corner, and mid-corner, and there's all those ruts and shit, you know, inside of there. Where Which bike feels better inside of that? You know, I couldn't really tell you. I, okay. don't, I don't think either one Nothing stands, stands out. Nothing stands out. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so obviously straight-line stability, Yamaha takes it over the KTM. 
Yeah, you know, I don't really have any complaints about straight line on the KTM either, though. It's, okay. It's solid. Um, to me, like, man, all these bikes are so close. We're really nitpicking it. Right. Like I said, the, the biggest thing, I think, for me was suspension on the Yamaha. It was just closer to something that I could, you know, feel like I could race with. What about engine, though, man? Like, for me, those two engines are totally different from each other. They are. So- um, the Yamaha is it's my kind of engine i really enjoy it i'm i ride more in the low end kind of torquey meaty meaty yeah and uh the yamaha has it it's awesome you know it's you get on the throttle and the thing's going yeah where sometimes on the ktm i would feel like if i you know buried it in a turn or um you know just didn't hit a turn perfect i was kind of almost waiting for it to you know start going fast right it takes a little bit to wind up so what about ergos for you ergonomics actually the cowie took it okay uh, i felt most comfortable on the cowie uh, i ride hondas personally and the cowie like sitting on it and riding it feels very similar to the honda um the shrouds on both the ktm and the yamaha they to me they feel wide so like when i go to sit up on the front of the bike in a turn yeah uh it's kind of that, that makes it a little bit more difficult you know it's something you get used to in two or three laps but uh, when you initially jump on it, you know, it's something you, you definitely notice. So that's something you, you've complained about before. We always, I always give you shit because you never, I mean, you were a Yamaha guy back in the day, but I, I'm, I'm a big believer in a Yamaha just for stability and, mm-hmm. and everything it does well. So you notice the thickness in the mid section of the shroud? I do. It's not even the mid section. It's is like, it visual or is it actually, do you feel it when you get hung up or what? No, it's not visual. I mean, visually, you know. I, I mean, even measuring measuring them, I don't think they're There's, much different. Same, yeah, yeah. But I think it's maybe it's the way you know how quickly it gets wide right. at the shroud. I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, just when you go when you get to go get up on the front of the tank in the turn, you can just feel it. It's wider between your legs, um, and you know you're used to a Honda as well, where it's real skinny in there and long right there. So. Exactly. Um, all right, so Yamaha takes the win for Colt today, second place. KTM, third place, Kawasaki. I asked Jerry this question. You're going to go race Hangtown next year. I'm giving you a Yamaha. Okay. What are you going to do with it? What would you do to it? Maybe a little bit of suspension work, and that's probably honestly it. Engine's good. Engine's real good. Yeah. Yeah. You're a Yamaha guy. Look at you. <laughs> Look at this. I wouldn't get go quite that far yet, but it's it's. I would just love for you to ride one just in a supercross. It's like to feel what it feels like, you know. Yeah, well, see, the problem is though, is I'm invested in Honda at this point. Yeah, but you could sell all that stuff. And, that, and here's the thing: not even Honda. Like Honda's a good dude. Engine is insane. Yeah. So supercross, I, I guess I will take your side. Honda is good for supy because it's a little stiffer feeling. Corners well. Yeah. It's good for whoops. We just gotta get some 24 millimeter clamps on your bike. For I'm the willing hunt. to try it. All right. So, all right. Well, Colt got the Yamaha, so I appreciate you doing this stuff for me. Yes, sir. Of Colt's a good dude. If you see him at the track, talk to him. Throw him a bone. Yeah, I'm friendly. I don't bite. You're quiet, though. I am quiet, but, I mean, hey, I'll talk. Yeah, I'll he'll talk. talk to anybody. Yeah. All right. Hey, and he has a chick. I do. So, everyone just chill down. <laughs> you can't be doing anything. I, Jerry's locked down, too. I'm just letting everyone know because, surprisingly, chicks listen to this. I, mean, I get emails about dudes from women when you guys talk. They're like, hey, is he single? Not you specifically, but it's happened really? in the past. 
Of course, Seth was on here one time. And that seems aggressive. It's awesome, right? Yeah. I've never had anybody do that for me. No. Ever. No. No chicks ever come to be like, hey, I'd like to go out with you. That's never happened. No. No, never. <sighs> That's why I'm married. All right. Thank you, Cole. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we got the most realist person in this shootout right now, <laughs> I would say. I always like to have Kelly in my shootouts because he's he's basically what who listens to this podcast. Kelly doesn't listen to podcasts himself, but this type of person that I'm looking at right now is the type of person that listens to this stuff. So Kelly Gelhouse gives her age, height, weight. Uh, 49 years old, 220, and 5'9". Uh, so backstory on Kelly real quick. You've had a... Glen Helen hasn't been your your place to ride. No, no not so much, <laughs> um, dude. So you had a big get off before 2015. And what tell us? Tell them what happened. I cooked out in the first 30 seconds of a six hour race. I told everybody on my team, "Chill out, six hours." <laughs> I get on the bike, quarter turn throttle though. It had a, oh. my buddy had a quarter turn throttle. Yeah, and I was like. 30 seconds in the bike, I'm like, what's going on? I'm getting ready to shut down for a turn. What's going on? So not being a KTM guy either, I grabbed a bunch of that hydraulic brake and just endoed right in the middle of a wash and landed my chest on a on a rock and crushed my chest up. And did you, did you what, your aorta or something? I tore my aorta and uh, broke a bunch of ribs. Oh, dude. And Thank you're, God for Loma Linda. Yeah. And so you were – so here's the deal about Kelly. This is why I wanted to talk about this. Almost near-death experience. Took some time off. I was get healed up. Was on blood thinners for a bit. Well, yeah, that was a different am. situation, right? Still am, because that, that was a, last October. Right, so you had a blood clot. <laughs> so a lot of shit's been happening with Kelly. So he still rides his dirt bike. This is what I'm trying to get at. I love dirt bikes. I love riding in general. I respect that he still he understands the risk, but yet you still want to ride. So I think that's cool. And it obviously there's nothing else like it, right? No, no. So that's boning. Oh, this is better than boning if it would rain. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> wet dirt is better than wet puss. Yeah. Well, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have him here, uh, 220. So you bigger guys, rejoice. You guys have been up my ass about that. So we have a 220 guy. And like I said, we always try to do this. And it's funny because other guys are starting to do this more too because we live in North America and this is our basically – our weight range and if you look at production motorcycles nowadays the the target weight has been going up so 450s were 165 back in the day when we did production testing and now we're up to 185 for a target weight so it's going up uh real quick out of all these bikes you got the right amount of sag for all of them on stock spring? they got as close as they could i mean they got they got close i mean to tell you the truth if uh you know if Gary doesn't set my sag or some other guy I'm riding with set my sag, I'd ride it. It's, you know, 95 to 115. Right. Uh, most of the time, once it gets set, it's good. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, everything was 104 to 110, so everything was pretty close as far as I'm concerned. Third place, who'd you got? KTM. Okay, so we talked about this. Air Fork's a problem for you? Always been. I, I, the Everything else about that bike is awesome, and their fork is better and better. The small chop was picked up pretty good with it. But every time I, you know, come up short on a jump or over jump, I get a clank type feel sound in the fork and um, harsh told, feeling in your I'm hands. T- it's not; it doesn't hurt the hands or anything like that. But it's just very harsh feeling, and um, it, it's just not. It's just like something's wrong. What's one thing you l- really like about the KTM? The the brakes, the the motor, the slimness. Um, 
the clutch. I mean, everything on the bike is great. Uh, all uh, every bike today, you know, like we were saying earlier, if somebody said, "Hey, we're going to give this to you for a year," I I would ride every day whatever bike it was. They're all great. Right. So there's not something that you're like, "Oh, I can't have this bike because I couldn't do it." No, but I definitely the winner is just because of the suspension. Right. They're all strong motors and they're all feel slim. They're all great bikes. Uh, let's talk about the engine real quick on the KTM. Pretty easy to ride, low to mid, not really a gnarly hit. You kind of like that power? I rode it in the aggressive mode. Map 2, okay. Map, and then I rode it in the mild mode, and uh, it, didn't, it didn't feel like there was much of a difference, and I ended up putting it back on the aggressive because the hills got wet and we had some wheel spin going, and I wanted to see if it was going to spin or, or mellow out. But they were, both, they were both good, but the bike... What I did like about it, it dove into a couple of the turns here that were ruddy, like at the top of the hill. Uh, it dove into those turns pretty nice. Yeah. KTM feels light to me, uh, obviously. When I came back in to put it on the stand, uh, you know, I, I lifted up, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is definitely a lot lighter than the other two bikes I rode. Right. Yeah. So, And sometimes it's deceiving because it's so smooth. People think the KTM slow, but just it hooks up pretty well. And for me, I like that kind of power where it's – we're all on 450s. We don't need any more than that. And I think controllability is huge for a 450, especially KTM seems to have that down pretty well. Ergonomically, it's okay for you? It's great. It's, it, I mean, everything, you know, it feels real good. Yeah. And I've been riding a KTM 300 two-stroke, which is different, but body is, you know, it's a little bit more similar. So I'm a little bit more familiar with the KTM chassis if you will that before than I was before. Before I was like, wow, this feels weird. Right. But now it, you know, it feels good. Get on the bike. It feels great. Second place? Second place is the Cowie. Okay, so Yamaha wins. That's what I've been doing to the guys when I've been talking to them. Give me a reason why the Yamaha wins over the Cowie, and what do you like about the Cowie more than the Yamaha? Well, it was so close. When I went back out the, the last time to ride, I knew I was going to have to find something bad about the Cowie or is going to win, which would have been fine with me. It doesn't matter to me who wins. Um, I, have a, I have an 18 Yamaha, but I don't care if I have the best bike for 2020 or not right yes yeah, and let's let's make this clear you're not a guy who buys a new bike every year no right no. the um the kawasaki in the morning i was i was thinking it might win uh at, when the track was smoother but then when i went back out in the afternoon i went back out two two more times so a total of three times today um there was a couple sections over in the before talladega the, the fit the, you know it got a lot of braking bumps and i'd go through there and this thing was it was diving in it was a little bit more it had more action than i wanted i didn't want to feel all those little braking bumps and i wanted to you know just kind of go through them and and not be disturbed right so the yamaha was more balanced for you there the yamaha is a lot more balanced for me i'm not a jumper but there was a couple jumps here that i started hitting today um after seeing that guy break both femurs i was oh, even dude. less tempted to do any of the jumps but a couple of the jumps that normally do all the time i just barely got doing at the end of the day but i on the yamaha i'd sneak up on it and i'd get right there and i was like oh i need a little bit more blop just a little blip of the throttle and i was over it like really smooth and easy then the yamaha actually you could feel if you chop the throttle going into a section up a hill or up a jump face you could feel the weight of it but as soon as i'd get on the gas the the weight went away right so engine feeling between the two for you boy they are both so similar I, I i don't i wish i knew what the you know what they were on a dyno right. to see how accurate i am but boy they, i checked the gearing they're similar gearing they're 
they're both fast. I, I, I mean, so not you don't really choose one or the other. Both of those power bands are fine with you. Both, yeah, they were both great. Yeah, um, clutch cable versus. I'm sorry. So you got a cable pull clutch on the Yamaha. You can notice the difference. The you Kawa- like the hydraulic? The, Ka- the Kawasaki clutch is definitely better. What about the lever shape on the Kawasaki? I love it. You do like the it. thinner levers? Yeah. So the thinner levers are they're nice. It's like it's it's pretty nice. I like them quite a bit. I've got I run the you know the arcs which are great levers, right. but they're a lot thicker. Yeah. And it, just that lighter that little feel it just feels good. Um, you don't care if there's a crossbar seven eighths bar on the Kawasaki versus an Pro no, I don't style. even know if those had crossbars. Right. I know the Yamaha didn't, but I don't know what the Cowie had. Brakes, feeling between the two? Now we're on new bikes. They're both pretty good. All, all three, you know, had great brakes. Everything was working good. Cockpit feel between the two. That's a, that's a subject I, for I us. I think the Cowie might feel a little bit more comfortable as you sit on it under the tent while they set the sag, but it's pretty close. Um, you know, being 5'9", I, I've... Uh, I've been riding Yamahas for quite a while, but I used to always think of Yamaha as a bigger cockpit for somebody taller, bigger, a better bike for that, where used to be the, I think it used to be the Hondas that were the smaller cockpit. Right. And now that's what we were talking about earlier. I feel like the Yamaha is is more compact than ever before for me. And then if you get on a KTM, I feel like I'm spread out a little bit more. I agree with that. Yeah. But the Kawasaki, it, it felt really good. I, If you were just going on a showroom floor and going by looks, they all look great. But that green bike looks really good with the black wheels. It looks fancy. It's got nice, fancy graphics. But it feels so good sitting on the bike. I can see just walking in going, you know what? I'm going green today. Yeah, I do something about a green bike, and they added, like, green plastic. You know, they didn't change anything this year, but. It's got that green mud flap. That makes the difference, there right? It yeah, it's like it makes clean, the difference. Baby. I think it's cool, man, because Kawasaki's been underrated for a long time. Kawasaki was really good in 2012 and early 2013 for frame absorption and they went to a shitty fork and now we're back to some good suspension on this thing and now look at it it's it's either winning or getting second and if i think if the fork and or shock were a little bit better like kiaba to me yeah it 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 could have won right Uh, what's you know the difference between showa and and kyb i did today yeah and I don't even. I'm assuming it's show on that bike. Yeah. But when I went back out, when it was rough the third time back out, I was like, okay, I, I, yeah, this made it easy for me because before I was like, God, I don't know who's gonna win. Difference between for you guys listening out here, it's a good point that Kelly brought up. Showa action versus a KYB action is totally different. Showa has a little bit more of a of a stiffer, uh, deader feel, and the KYB is a plusher and it moves more. So that's what I feel between the two. So I don't know if that's what you felt, but. Yeah, you know, the the bike, uh, when I was on the Yamaha versus the Kawasaki, with a couple of those jumps I was I was hitting, the, the bike, it felt like it was all one piece rather than getting the front up and then letting the back kick or whatever. Right. Even if I was hitting a kicker, it felt like I was just jumping one piece instead of two pieces. Yeah, I hear you. All right, well, that's Kelly Gilhouse. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Uh, 220, 5'9". Five, 5'9", five, baby. And w- people want to know what you do. Actually, I got a couple of me. What does Kelly do for a living? I ride dirt bikes and golf, and I can, and I can break a hundred. And he's in the racquetball hall of fame, correct? I am in the paddleball hall. Of paddleball, fame. yeah, paddleball hall of fame, not racquetball. Dude, I gotta go with you. We gotta do this one day. I can't wait. I'm in. I gotta get my ass kicked. All right, thanks, Kel. All righty, thank you. All right, last rider of the day. It is Glenn Helen right now at four ten. Joe, how are you feeling? I'm tired. Yep. I feel like hammered dog shit. You've been doing the whole thing. Yep. Saw You saw it through. I did. 
Excuse the noise in the background. There's some people out ripping after work and school, so you'll hear bikes every now and again. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, you did this whole shootout, did the bracket style. Do you like it this way or do you like it old school? Um, I think this way is a little more, I don't know, exciting. Okay. The old way has been done so much. You know, it kind of is what it is. And um, I think this way, too, you get kind of a whole day to spend on fewer bikes so you can try more things. And if you get a bunch of bikes, you get tired. You know, you may ride three or four bikes and get tired throughout the day. And then the last two, Six bikes ride. a lot. Yeah. So I think that, that helps kind of you're able to kind of narrow your focus down a little bit and try things and really give each bike a, a good assessment. There you go. All right. Seems to be uh, working. A lot of people hit me back and said they like it this way. So maybe we'll do it again next year. Maybe we'll maybe uh, we'll mix it up. Do one shootout this way and another shootout OG way. So, all right. Well, let's get right down to it. Third place. Who is it today? KTM. All right. KTM third place. Why? Why didn't it win? Um, I'm I'm big on feel and and comfort at speed. The KTM for me. Was just a little bit nervous. I never really felt like you know we talk about the box and, and feeling like we're down in the dirt. Yep. I never really felt like that. I always felt like I was kind of skating ac- across it. Um, bike would deflect a little bit. Um, you know, sometimes I'd hit a bump and it would do something different than the lap before. Nothing big, nothing scary, but just enough to kind of give me a little uneasy feeling. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I just felt like I could get out of control on that bike fairly quick and and whenever that happens i get a little uneasy feeling um one thing you love about it that's better than other bikes if it if it is something better than the other bikes in the shootout top three sorry um i would say possibly the brakes they have a really good strong but progressive feel like you can you know it's not like like some brakes are super strong, but they're either kind of on or off. This right. one you can really modulate the feel of it and, and the power. And and here with the big hills, it's good to have that. You know, if you coming down a hill and you need to you come a little too fast, you need to clamp on the brake. It stops you, but then kind of when some of them you get to the bottom and it flattens out and you get into bumps, you can you know let off of the brake a little bit, kind of feather it in and set you into the corner. So they have a really good feel as far as that goes. What about engine? Do you like the way the engine's power, the, the power is delivered on this thing? Uh, I do. I like it because it's peppy. Um, it's there in an instant. It revs quick. Okay, let, let me try to explain this because some people, it's some people contradict themselves. So when you say peppy, it's there in an instant. RPM response, yeah. but it doesn't have the pulling power as other bikes. Is that kind of a fair assessment? Yes, that's. Oh. Uh, it's there. It's it's peppy. It's good. It revs quick, but it doesn't have that strong pull the meaty pull yeah i don't even know if that's the right word because man it hauls ass up the hills once you're moving right yeah i don't know maybe it's just like maybe a little too much pep and zip or whatever you want to call it excitability initially so it doesn't track as well Uh and then once you get up to speed then then maybe it tracks well and pulls i don't i don't know it just has just a a, it's a good feel it would be better supercross type stuff maybe okay but um, just didn't have the strong pull that the other bikes have. Air fork fan, not a fan. Okay for you? What? Um, it's okay. It's not like I said. I go. Everything's based off of feel and comfort. Um, 
and it seems like whatever I did, it was either a give or, give or take with the, the fork. If I added a little air to kind of hold it up, it helped, but it still wasn't, didn't have that plush um, traction feel that I, that I had with the other bikes. So it felt like it was just a little skatey and nervous and didn't absorb the bumps quite as well as the others. Um, shock? I didn't have any issues with the shock. Shock felt good to me. Um, good on acceleration chop. Um, good coming down the hills. Um, just made a few adjustments to high speed because it was kind of blowing through a little bit. Um, once we did that, it stayed up good. I didn't really have any issues with the shock. Second place, who is it? Da, 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 da. Uh, I picked the Yamaha second. Ooh, this is interesting. First loss of the day for Yamaha? Yeah, it was close. Okay. And, and I had to go back uh, back and forth just to make sure. But uh, we did a lot so of So at fun. one point in the day, were you still were you like Yamaha's first at one point in the day? I was. Okay. I was. Uh, we did some made some good changes. I got... Uh, really comfortable on it it's the best i've ever felt on a yamaha they took care of a lot of the issues as far as like even last year that i had with it um the motor's phenomenal um and let's 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 address this situation too so last week when we were here for the bracket i had the bar mount in the back hole forward position okay. now you're back in the front hole back position you said you preferred that and you're not a tall dude no yeah i for whatever reason it just felt more when it was in the back hole, I felt like I would have to ride in the middle of the bike, like through corners. Okay. When I moved it up, it allowed me to, for whatever reason, feel like I could get up on the tank more and have more of the bike, I guess, centered underneath me. Okay. And How tall are you again? I'm 5'10". It's 185? Oh, I wish. Years ago, maybe. 195. Oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right, though. I like it. Okay. Um... So Yamaha gets second. Cowie edges it out for the win. Why does the Cowie win for you over the Yamaha? Where did, at one point in the day, you'd be like, okay, this is it. Cowie wins. Why? It was at the very end of the day. Um, we made some changes on the Yamaha, and, and that, at that point I felt, okay, maybe this just bumped the Cowie out of the, out of the top for me. Um, but I, I, I rode the Cowie a couple laps to, to make sure. And uh, at the end of the day, I think it was like 3, 3.30 out here at Glen Helen. Track's crappy, choppy. Traction is at a low. I was tired, and I was able to get on that bike and feel comfortable right away. Yep. I could push, you know, for whatever two laps that I had in me. And I never felt out of position on the bike. I always feel like I'm where I need to be. And I can push. I can pick lines. I can move. I can miss holes. I can do whatever I want to do fairly easily on that thing and the comfort and the compliance of the chassis is kind of what sets it apart for me yeah and you guys listening out there similar last year in our 2019 shootout cowie split days with the yamaha yamaha won the overall for a simple fact of because it won more individual scores so today only in this bracket shootout, nothing's all, there's not a lot of changes i guess it, nothing overall results change but for me, and I, you know, like you think I just love Yamahas. I really love a Cowie too. Like, <laughs> I can't believe. Like every time I ride that bike, here's the deal, and it's tough for me to say. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I'm liking this thing. And then I ride it. I'm like, I think I want to ride this more because that's how good I feel on it. 
But then I get back on a Yamaha, I'm like, oh, here's why I like this better. And I think it's a simple reason because of the engine. Yeah. Yamaha has just a meaty, throaty. I'm a third gear. I can leave it in third gear. I can lug it, and I can fan the clutch, and it's right back in the meat of power. The Cowie doesn't really have that kind of meat, right? Yeah. I felt, I felt though, because of the comfort I felt on it and the, the compliance of the suspension and the, the chassis and that whole package together. Right. I felt like I could carry more momentum through corners. So if I needed to go up, you know, keep it in third, I had enough momentum to, to pull third. It is a lot easier, you know, like if you get make a mistake or miss a shift or get in some deep stuff and you're on the Yamaha, then it, that motor will pull you out of it. The the Cowie doesn't have that strong meaty pull like you said. So if you screw up, maybe misses your your shifting point or getting something deep, it's not going to pull you out of it as quick. Yeah. But for me, as long as I didn't do anything like that, um, I felt like I could carry more momentum, set up corners better, and and carry a higher gear if I needed to. Yeah, um, you are right about chassis compliance. I will say I will give the nod to Kawasaki for bump absorption. We talk about that a lot, but man, it's. All this little shit here at Glen Helen, it just picks up all that stuff so good. Yeah. Absorbs all of it. Never really does anything funky. It's always consistent. Um, that And like for me, you know, I'm 43 years old. and Comfort I, is key. Yeah, comfort is key. I got to go to work, you know, here in a couple of days. And Do you think about work when you ride? No, never. You just think about dirt bikes? Yeah, I, I reminisce about the days when I actually rode a dirt bike for work and uh-huh. kick myself in the Do ass. Do you ever, for, like, when you're riding... Do you ever feel like I'm as good right here, right now, as I was back then, like points of the track, like in the day? I feel that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Right. But some days, there's probably things that I do better now because, I don't know, it's just different when you're in racing mode. You're just always kind of aggro and I got to do this. I got to do this. Right. And when you're riding for fun, you can kind of relax and kind of see the bigger picture on some things. And I maybe try more things than I did. What about dirt bikes in general? You were racing back then. Do you, you see these bikes night and day better than when you were racing professionally all the time? I just, it's amazing to me how good all of them are. Okay. And shootouts are always kind of been, now it's like preference. You know, I feel better, more comfortable on the Cowie, and that's my preference. If I spent, a, you know, a couple months on a Yamaha, I may learn how to, to ride that bike and become more comfortable on it. Right. Same with any bike. So now it's just all the kind of preference and, and what your particular riding style may fit a certain bike better. You know, back 10, 15 years ago or whatever it is, there was, you know. You weren't that, or, not that long ago. Uh, 10 my, years ago. Yeah, 10. You're 10, right. Yeah. yeah shit. My last year God. was 10 years ago. So, wow. um, But it seemed like, especially like in the two-stroke days, there was a couple good bikes and then one was in and then a couple horrible ones and then. You know, one bike would be good for a couple years, and then it would be bad. And and it's gotten better every year. You know, even 10 years ago, there was a couple bikes that were really good, especially when the four-strokes came in. A couple manufacturers had them dialed in. And now it's like they've all got them dialed in so good. We're splitting hairs for first through, you know, all of them, really. Yeah. So it's amazing to see uh, how good all the bikes are and how spoiled we've all become because of it hydraulic clutch on the cowie you like it or just whatever on it no i i love it oh, really? i've always liked hydraulic clutches i get a, a more of a positive feel um you like the lever shape i ask everyone this by the I way i do you really yeah i'm Why? a little weird 
It's a blade, like bladey. It's like yeah. sharp. I don't know. I don't. I felt good. Like the the shape was good. Even uh-huh. on the, the front brake too. Are you a one finger dude? Yeah, I'm a one finger guy. Uh, so. Index or middle? Index. Okay. So I I don't know for whatever reason I liked it, and even I know we talked more. Like you're like ah the the back brake's too touchy. Yeah. But you don't me, notice it. No. Okay. I, I like it like that. So ergonomics fine. You like the Cowie the best ergonomically? Yeah, I. Movement on it is effortless with me. I, I always feel like I'm in the right position. Um, yeah, everything was really good on that. For Still me. like riding dirt bikes? Absolutely. I'm, like I'm, a scale from one to ten, ten being the one you raced all the time. Was where you at now? As far as like excitement to ride. Um, it depends on the day. If I've been at work for a few <laughs> days in a row, I'm yeah. not excited about anything. Right. But now it's always good. Uh, any day riding a dirt bike is a good day, especially because I only get to do it maybe once a week, twice a week on a good week. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like you, I've got my son now that's riding more, and, and it's good to it's crazy, share huh? this whole uh, environment with him. Yeah. And, and uh, They think they're cool, though. Yeah. But we can still we beat them. them pretty yeah. handily, yeah. so we can keep them in check for now. I told Aiden the day that he beats me, I'm done. That's my that's the time for me. You know, my dad said the same thing. Mm-hmm. When you beat me, I'll quit. Dude. So I beat him. Well, when you beat me by like a big gap, <laughs> then I'll quit. And then it was okay. When you lap me within oh, whatever how many laps, uh, then I'll quit. And he's still sh- riding to this day. So Aiden got excited. From we uh, rode here at Glen Helen, and it, I took him. It took me 17 minutes to lap him. And I was like, "Well, shit, that's pretty damn good. That is good." And he thought he won. Like he just thought all day, like. I beat you. I'm like, I <laughs> lapped you in 17 minutes. He's like, now nah, I beat you. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah that's so, good. It is cool. But I'm it's, it's nice that you're still excited to ride because a lot of guys our age, especially guys like you that raced a lot and did it for many years, they're just not into it anymore, you know? Yeah. I, I can't. I have to kind of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm Take looking it for. Take it as chunks? But no, I just have to space it all out. Like if I'm hammering and I got to ride three, four times a week, I don't get to. But if I was to ride four times a week. Like your friends pressuring you to race and shit? Yeah, my friends, yeah, pressuring me to race the <laughs> world thing and I got to train. and no. It's, you got a goal. It's fun, yeah, right? It is, yeah. It makes you, give you something to work for and that's good. But right. I can't ride. If I was to ride four days in a week, I'd be blown out for another week. Right. I have to stop. That's me. I get all sore. My joints hurt. So I can't do that now. So if I get twice a week, I'm good. All right. Kawasaki wins for Joe simply for comfort. Second, Yamaha. Third, KTM. You're good with that score for the top three as well? I'm good. Okay. All right. Joe, thank you for helping me. Uh, Thanks for having me. We'll see you 2021. All right. Sounds good. Yep.